0: Psalm 88, Lord God of my salvation, I cry out before you day and night, may my prayer reach your presence, listen to my cry, for I've had enough troubles for my life is near Sheol, I'm counted among those going down to the pit, I am like a man without strength, abandoned among the dead, I'm like the slain lying in the grave whom you no longer remember and who are cut off from your care. You have put me in the lowest part of the pit, in the darkest places, in the depths. Your wrath weighs heavily on me. You have overwhelmed me with your waves. You have distanced my friends from me. You have made me repulsive to them. I am shut in and cannot go out. My eyes are worn out from crying. Lord, I cry out to you all day long. I spread out my hands to you. Do you work wonders for the dead? Do departed spirits rise up to praise you? Will your faithful love be declared in the grave, your faithfulness in Abaddon? Will your wonders be known in the darkness, or your righteousness in the land of oblivion? But I call f- to you for help, Lord, in the morning my prayer meets you. Lord, why do you reject me? Why do you hide your face from me? From my youth I have been suffering and near death. I suffer your horrors, I am desperate desperate. Your wrath sweeps over me. Your terrors destroy me. They surround me like water all day long. They close in on me from every side. You have distanced loved one and neighbor from me. Darkness is my only friend. Amen. Reading from Ezekiel 34, beginning at the first verse. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, this is what the Lord God says to the shepherds. Woe to the shepherds of Israel, who have been feeding themselves. Shouldn't the shepherds feed their flock? You eat the fat, wear the wool, and butcher the fattened animals, but you do not tend the flock. You have not strengthened the weak, healed the sick, bandaged the injured, brought back the strays, or sought the lost. Instead, you have ruled them with violence and cruelty. They were scattered for lack of a shepherd. They became food for all the wild animals when they were scattered. My flock went astray on all the mountains and every high hill. My flock was scattered over the whole face of the earth, and there was no one searching or seeking for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord as I live. This is the declaration of the Lord God. Because my flock, lacking a shepherd, has become prey and food for every wild animal. And because my shepherds do not search for my flock, and because the shepherds feed themselves rather than my flock, therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord God says. Look, I am against the shepherds. I will demand my flock from them and prevent them from shepherding the flock. The shepherds will no longer feed themselves for I will rescue my flock from their mouths so that they will not be food for them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is one of my favorite chapters in Ezekiel, although I've got plenty of them. We'll be coming up to another one of my favorites with the dry bones. But here you have the shepherds uh, being called out. And, And these are the I, I tend to think of them as the religious leaders. They could also be the political leaders too, the ones who are supposed to lead and guide Israel, right? So like David was called to shepherd his flock. So it could be talking about the king, talking about the the nobles, talking about the, the people in power, the sense that you're supposed to be caring for the least of these you're supposed to be uh, uh, caring for for your people in such a way that they have, uh, they they are not afraid of you. You know the, the sense of of you should not be lording things over others, even though you might be might be king, you might be in power. And, and so then the, the power that they have as shepherds, as leaders, is going to be taken away from them. Uh, that's one way to read it. I like to read it more from the religious point of view. That here he is actually uh, preaching against the priests. He's preaching against the preachers. He's preaching against those who are supposed to be shepherding the souls of God's people. And they've missed the mark. They've dropped the ball in so much so that they are using their position as shepherds, as leaders, to destroy their people rather than to love them, rather than to tend them, rather than to care for them. And so he says, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds or, or preach against them, prophesy and say to them, this is what the Lord God says to the shepherds. Woe to the shepherds of Israel who have been feeding themselves. Rather than feeding the flock, rather than, than uh, bringing the word of the Lord, talking to them. That, that's sort of the sense of what has happened in Israel, what has happened in Judah, what has happened in Jerusalem, right? The, that that the, the ones who are supposed to be the preachers who are supposed to convey the word of God who, who bring the sacrifices, all that stuff. They've just been worried about their position and they have not done what they are supposed to do to care for, uh, the people that, that God has had to raise up prophets from all sorts of walks of life to do the very job that, uh, that the priests are supposed to be doing that that uh, the the very job that they're supposed to be doing of preaching and proclaiming the word of the Lord uh, being in the position of Ezekiel remember that Ezekiel is a, a priest he he should he should be serving as a priest in in Jerusalem right now but he was taken into exile uh, speaking against these shepherds for the fact that a a prophet has had to be raised up in Babylon to do this speaking that the other priests would not do. It's this sense of in our churches, right? You can be attending a church in which uh, there are lay people in the church that do a better job of conveying the uh, power of God, the work of God, the... the um, the the way that God is supposed to be spoken of, that they are doing a better job of doing that than their pastor. I've been there. I've seen that happen in which the pastors are so obsessed with their own power, their own position, instead of doing what God has called them to do. And here, here you have Ezekiel being instructed to call out these shepherds that they are they're taking care of themselves. They're worried about themselves, their own position, their own power rather than the, the faith and the life of their people. And, and here, verse four. I love this because it it tends to give what the resume should look like of a pastor, of, of a priest. Right? You have not strengthened the weak healed the sick bandaged the injured brought back the strays or sought the loss that instead what usually ends up happening is we have fire and brimstone preachers we have preachers of law who, who do not understand gospel who, who do not understand the work of God to care for his people and so instead what do they do they belittle the weak they say well you should have more faith they, they do not heal the sick. you know. Maybe they don't even go and visit the sick, let alone heal them, uh, pray over them, uh, des- worry about the, the welfare of their people. They don't bandage the injured. They don't see the shame and the burdens and the pain that their people are carrying around and realize that it is their job to bandage them up. To care for them rather than to allow them to be crushed by the weights of their sin. We don't bring back the strays in the sense of going back to find the people who have uh, turned away and desired something else. And we definitely don't seek the lost oftentimes because what ends up happening in the American church anyways, those of you, uh, listening in England and, and Germany and, and Thailand and elsewhere that I, that I have on my podcast, maybe it's different for your country. I, I would love to know. Um, I've spent enough time in Germany, married to a German. So I, I understand that it's an interesting dynamic there. And, um, I have friends in England as well, but here in the American church the church becomes an institution it becomes another business we have offices and we have buildings and we have office hours and we have, we have all of that stuff and so the institution becomes important much more than the people than the congregation the institution itself this, this plant that you plant and need to keep alive and keep going becomes more important than the people that make up the plant the, the the so rather than going and seeking after the lost oftentimes, it's about just trying to get butts in the seats so that we can continue to put on the show. It says instead you've ruled them with violence and cruelty. This is where you can think of the the political leaders, but I also think of re- the religious leaders, right? because it's it's kind of a theocracy. There's a king but definitely the priests and the high priest especially has a lot of power. It says they were scattered for lack of a shepherd. This makes me always think of Jesus at the beginning of the feeding of the 5000. I think it's the version in Matthew. I might be wrong, but he says that he has compassion for them because they were they were like sheep without a shepherd. That people are not there to tend to them, to speak to them to carry them along the way. They became food for all the wild animals when they were scattered, meaning they've gone after all these other wild things. And those things have taken them away. My flock went astray on all the mountains. We've talked about this, that the mountains were where they were doing, burning incense and sacrificing to foreign deities. So there, so instead of the shepherds doing their job to, to tell them about the fact that they have a God and his name is Yahweh, the Lord, they go after other gods. There was no one searching or seeking for them. Hmm. That's going to be a painful indictment of those of us who are pastors, but then those of us who are Christians in general, that we don't search and seek after the lost. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord as I live. This is the declaration of the Lord God, because my flock lacking a shepherd has become prey and food for every wild animal. And because my shepherds do not search for my flock... Because the shepherds feed themselves rather than my flock, therefore you shepherds hear the word of the Lord. I read that, and I think about the fact that, you know, there's a lot of pastors out in the world who, if they do any sort of Bible reading, if they do any sort of personal devotions, it's more for just preparing for Sunday or for some other study, rather than doing uh, reading on their own for no other reason than they need to do it too that that we as pastors oftentimes will place expectations on our people for personal reading personal prayer time every day but we hardly ever hold ourselves accountable for that and uh, i know for me i can't go a day without sitting down and and reading the scriptures because i need to hear from the lord Because sometimes what what I have in my own personal devotions that is just time for the word to speak to me, to preach to me, to feed me spiritually so that I might be ready to feed my people, I actually find more stuff there and oftentimes uh, stuff that correlates with the lectionary texts that we have for the following Sunday in which it helps me become a better preacher because I allow the scripture to preach to me first before I preach it to the others. And that's kind of a necessity. Those of you who are pastors who are listening, how is that going for you? Are your expectations of your people the same as you have for yourself? But then also, how are you nurturing your own life so that when it comes time to feed the flock, you're able to do it more boldly And do it in such a way that you know it's something that you need too. This is what the Lord God says. Verse 10, look, I am against the shepherds. I will demand my flock from them and prevent them from shepherding the flock. Here it's the removal of the king, but also it's here the removal of the priesthood, the removal of the temple. Saying all this stuff is going to be started over. And in fact, it doesn't get back to the feeding of the flock until God does it. And we'll actually see that in the second half of this chapter or the second and third portions because we're going to be covering that over the next, uh, next week or so after because it is that God then says he's going to be the shepherd and who do we find that in but Christ? Who do we find that in but Christ? That it is that sometimes church, a church will fail a pastor will leave not because they're a bad pastor, but because God has said, you're done your time is done with this flock they need a different they need a different shepherd but also sometimes a church will fail because the pastor that is leading it or even the congregation the the denomination I, i think of the denomination that i came out of that they're seeing churches close or leave for other denominations rather quickly and they have the same pastor crisis that every denomination has and in part i wonder if it's god's judgment upon us upon them for leaving the way but here, this prevention of bad shepherds doing bad things—I pray that that would happen more often to protect the people, protect you. Then he closes in their section with, "The shepherds will no longer feed themselves, eating off of the people, using the people for their own gain. For I will rescue my flock from their mouths, so that they will not be food for them." To those of you who have been hurt by the church, I'm sorry. Those of you pastors who have been hurt by the church, I'm sorry. But there's something more there. You know it. I know it. That it is that, that when we make the Christian more important than the Christ, we lose the gospel and we lose Jesus. When we start to think that, well, we need to look at the Christians to better understand Jesus. Only if you look at the Christians and go, wow, these are a bunch of sinners and he's called them yes church I pray that you have a good shepherd in your life that is proclaiming the word to you proclaiming the gospel to you that it is that even in our worst of circumstances in our worst of situations in which uh, we we feel as though the the word of God uh, is failing us in some way to have um, to have the Lord be one who comes to us, speaks to us and um, sends us some sort of preacher that we need at some point that's my prayer for you always that you have a preacher in your life to speak to you of the glory of god the work of god and specifically uh, god's mercy upon you in jesus i pray that that is so that he's the good shepherd that he will not devour you but he is the one who bandages your wounds who who takes away from you your burdens your sin your shame my prayer is that that would continue to be uh, the word that you hear of this jesus that he's not one who comes to you and demands of you or else but instead he says no let me give to you may that be so this week let us pray god of love giver of life you know our frailties and failings Give us your grace to overcome them. Keep us from those things that harm us and guide us in the way of salvation through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Well, church, thank you for listening and sharing this with others. Please continue to do so. Give us some reviews wherever you are listening. Uh, It makes it easier for people to find us. But otherwise, uh, go in peace, serve the Lord. We'll see you next time.